poisonous scorched desert known as the cursed earth from the decay rose a new order a society ruled by a new elite force a force with the power to dispense both justice and punishment hello and welcome back to like what this week as you heard we're going to be discussing dread Judge Dread, the 1995 mm-hmm. version. Not to be confused with the actually good 2010 Dread movie. 2012. 2012, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they did a remake uh, years later. Thanks, based on a comic book. Yeah. Uh, and this week I have Aaron Johnson back with me. Howdy. And so let's jump right in. So Dread, as we heard a bit of, mm-hmm. uh, takes place in a post-apocalyptic future. yeah cities are it's like weird cyberpunk world where like there are these massive massive cities we can talk about like you know that's the one thing i liked about this movie was the design of the cities but in these massive city crime is so rampant that they have to have these super cops the judges right yeah they're called judges which is an interesting name yeah they because they judge people they're, i guess there's a lot of metaphors what they do but they see there are these cops that ride these super motorcycles and they have the all these cool gadgets and guns basically to dispense justice at their own will but what that ends up is just they just execute people and they spot. run <laughs> and they run around screaming i am the <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's starring uh, Sylvester Stallone, who plays a judge named Dread, mm-hmm. and he's this kind of infamous killer. He's like everyone. man. It, it, it's referenced this the city in this world is like there's billions of people in this one city, but everyone knows his name. Like he just runs into people on the street, and they're like, "Oh, Dread! Oh my God, it's Dread!" <laughs> It's a small world for being such <laughs> for, like, a, a big city. city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I have to say, like, do you agree with me when you say, like, this is, I think, Sylvester Stallone's, like, accent or drawl, like, to the max. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, he's, like, on a megaphone. He's, like, citizens, stand <laughs> down. And I couldn't understand a word he was saying. And he's like that the entire movie. I am the law. Drop your weapon. Pretty much repeats the same exact lines throughout the movie. Yeah. It's like it's very between I am the law and like and like or I knew that. <laughs> or I'm innocent. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. We'll get to that, yeah. So the movie So the movie kind of plays off of uh dread protecting kind of protecting the civilians, taking down riots, and that's kind of like the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, and awesome then, 20 minutes, although I remember <laughs> you whispered, I don't know what the hell is going on. There's just <laughs> random explosions, like things that shouldn't be exploding just start to explode. Yeah, we can talk more about that, but there's even a moment where uh, there are these bad guys, these like terrorists held up in a building, and Dredd just shoots the, a circle with his gun into the floor, and he comes crashing down. He's like, you're under arrest. And then out of nowhere, it kind of shows this guy in prison 
Well, we have to talk about Rob, the fact that Rob Schneider's in this movie for no reason. So I wasn't going to bring that up just because mm. he's really not an important character. He doesn't really... So Rob Schneider... Uh, I think they built him up to be like kind of like the audience's entry point because remember he's in the very beginning we see him like enter the city and we're supposed to be like in awe with him of the city yeah. but eventually he just kind of gets thrown out like halfway through yeah. the movie. So Rob Schneider plays like the average ordinary citizen who gets out of jail and then runs into dread and gets arrested and then he comes back like from three fourths way yeah. like through the movie I think out of just, nowhere. Yeah, I think you agreed with me. He's just there for like comedy. They wrote him in. I'm pretty sure afterwards. Yeah. They're like, we need a big comedy character yeah. to kind of like bring this movie together. Yeah, we want people to Who's kind the of big laugh. 1995. Rob <laughs> Schneider. All right, we'll get yeah. him in the movie. So, uh, so anyways, so uh, yeah, so it starts off with Rob Schneider. Then it shows Sylvester Stallone bringing down justice. Yeah. For like 20 minutes, and then out of nowhere, we come to the scene where this guy named Rico uh, is in jail, and he just kind of escapes for like really... Like, the way he escapes is really stupid. I think, yeah, I, I agree. It... it, it uh- they built this secure, like this prison, up to be like the most secure place on earth, and he—you could almost say—he just he shoots a guy and walks out. There, it really—it just—he <laughs> pretty much shoots a guy and walks out. It's like you had no other security. There's not yeah. like multiple gates. We see like his cell. There are like forty machine guns trained on his cell, on his on his like prison, like his prison bed. And what he does is he just hangs off the edge of his like. <laughs> Bed, and the guns can't seem to find him. Well, the 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 thing's <laughs> elevated, so yeah. he, and like there's like a walkway that breaches to it, so it's like in the middle of this elevated. It's like, like a Magneto pit. prison. It's yeah. like Magneto's prison in X Men. Yeah, and so he hangs off the ledge, and the guns can't, can't see seem him. to find him. <laughs> and it's just like. And he he somehow gets the guns to kill the guard. That I didn't that understand. doesn't make yeah. sense. He like uh, <laughs> I don't even understand what happened there, but. But so he escapes, and then pretty much it's like another 20 minutes of him wrecking havoc, killing yeah. people, doing just things. Just wrecking shit in the city. This movie is just pretty much people killing people. Yeah. <laughs> and just explosions happen. Like, like, I feel like the world of Dread is a world where I could throw, like, a piece of paper at a wall, and the whole building will just come down, because there's just explosions everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so this, this Rico guy, he somehow repairs some ancient war robot that's not really explained, and it's, like, 60 years old, and he repairs it. By just touching two wires together. That yeah, that we also saw Rob Schneider earlier repair a recycle robot. Just but like this is a world where hacking is basically you just like like take some wires. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We all know copper touching copper leads to total control of the machine. Total control (laughs) of what's happening in the machine. So he goes on to use this robot to become his like bodyguard and do yeah. random stuff and while that's happening so while Rico, Rico's going around creating havoc dread is we're we're creating this this concept of dread where he's just this lonely guy he's like this humble man who just wants to do he's like he just wants to uphold the law he guys. just wants to do his job and uphold the law and by uphold the law he means like execute people just yeah. for like looking at him <laughs> There's this one uh, scene that happens in a locker room Mm -hmm. with, like, kind of the female interest. uh, And uh, she asks him... Don't you ever... Haven't you ever had a friend? Yes. Once. 
What happened? Dread! Wait. I want to know what happened. I judged him. I think the best part of these movies are all these law puns because he'll just, Dread will walk into room, massacre everyone, he'll just go, court adjourned. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to Rico and he kills some head of... Journalist or something like that, right? No, it's oh. one of the like council members of the government. Oh, yeah, yeah. He kills like some government council member, like big deal guy. and But he's dressed... He's dressed as a judge, and the and and he has Dred's like DNA profile because when that comes, it's like a big deal. Yeah, oh, yeah, somehow he has Dred's DNA profile. That's not really explained. It's like <laughs> he's his brother. Of course, he has his DNA, but like technically, oh, their boy, DNA is different. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to his brother <laughs> thing. Yeah, <laughs> unless they were cl clones, I don't know. <laughs> um, so so they bring in Dred, and he goes to trial, and an amazing mm -hmm. trial scene. Match for Judge Joseph Dred. So the evidence has been falsified! It's impossible! I never broke the law! I am the law! We have no case! You gotta believe me! You have to believe me! Great court scene because like his def his lawyer is basically his love interest, the another yeah. judge, a woman, and she says, a fellow a cadet at the academy is a is uh, has a mastery of Photoshop, and he says that this <laughs> was Photoshop and footage, and you see that one cadet go, yeah! And he's like really excited about his work, and like no one cares about him. <laughs> well, also everyone in this scene goes from zero to one hundred in like five seconds. Yeah, goes from like Stallone. We have this. We yeah. have this evidence, and then everyone starts screaming. Yeah, and it's just like massive screaming with like they're not really saying anything important. They're just screaming. I think like they. When they said when they described to the extras like like walla noise, they didn't explain to them like, hey, say something that's like context to this world. They just said like, just scream, wail, do whatever, just make a commotion. <laughs> yeah, and, and so uh, so from there, technically the the penalty for killing someone is death, but his kind of mentor guy, <laughs> his mentor like sacrifices his job and is like. Oh, I'm gonna as leave last, as my last command. I want J Dread to go to prison instead of to be yeah, and yeah. so and so Dread gets sentenced to prison instead of death, mm -hmm. and so he goes on a plane to take him to the prison. Just so happens to be sitting next to none other than Rob Schneider. Yeah, uh, which is hilarious because Dread is the one who sent Rob Schneider back to prison. Some comic relief. Rob yeah. Schneider had some good quotes there. I, I thought liked so too. It. There was a real like uh, Sylvester never expressed any emotions in his entire movie. He was a robot the entire movie. But there was like a moment where he had like this moment of like I forget what's happening. Rob was like, "Oh, so you pulled the law, right? Well, the law screwed you." And Dr and Dredge stays silent, and just stares at the wall, and it was like the most <laughs> dumbest stare ever. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so he he goes to prison, and he's there. How does he break out again? Basically, well, he doesn't break out because the plane oh, crashes. Yeah. So he doesn't technically go to prison. My yeah. bad. He he gets shot down by basically desert hillbillies. Like it was it was it looked like Mad Max hillbillies essentially. And they don't like this is the most interesting world that they start to like introduce. Yeah. Introduce, but they don't really develop it any more than like these like four hillbilly dudes. 
Um, because I think this outer world that the they scorched earth, the scorched yeah. earth is super interesting and it's like Mad Max esque, yeah. and they just kind of are like, eh. they didn't have the budget to include we didn't. You know, besides four people. They had a huge budget though. Uh, but, I, um, can I ask what the budget was? No, you know I'm gonna guess. Uh, 30 million? 90 million. No fucking way, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I noticed something in the beginning. They said that the costume design provided by Versace. So Versace, the clothing brand, designed his costume, which... Really? Yeah, oh, which, wow. I mean, it looks stupid, to be honest. It's, it's like one massive shoulder plate and like a golden jock strap was what his costume he was. He looks like an eagle. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just massive shoulder yeah. pads, like by massive... I mean, they it's just the took, like, giant pieces of metal <laughs> and put them on his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, what was interesting is, because I know a bit about the Dread comic books, and in the comic books, he never takes off his mask. That's, like, a character trait of his. He never, ever takes off his mask. But I feel like in this movie, Sylvester just finds any excuse to take off the helmet and just, like, yeah. be him. Be Sylvester, not Judge Dredd. Well, that, I, I, I feel like they wanted to <laughs> yeah, really... Yeah, character emotions, I well, know, but... Well, that, and they're like, we got Sylvester Stallone! Yeah, show his face, but it's like a weird... Because he's Rocky... You know, yeah. he's really famous at the time. Rocky yeah. is really, really 95 big. was kind of the peak of, like, Stallone's career. But it's weird because, like, Dread, the 2012 version, it's Carl Urban, who's, like, you know, a pretty good actor. And yeah. he never takes off his helmet, and it was just as good as a movie. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. Power to them. Power to the, Who directed this? Danny Cannon, was it? Danny Cannon. Power to him, man. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, back to the story. He gets shot down. Him and Rob Schneider become buddy-buddy. And they kill people. Somehow they run into the his these hillbilly. His, the, well, the yeah. yeah. So they kill the hillbillies, and they run into the like, really, commander yeah. council guy who's like who like sacrificed him, his yeah, job. Yeah, because it's like apparently a tradition amongst judges that uh, their final like um, job is that they must walk out into the desert with a gun and the book of the law to give they, the law Yeah, to they don't actually resign. His resigning is walking out into the desert, yeah. the, the scorched earth. And to bring law. Somehow he just randomly walks into Sylvester Stallone and his Yeah, that is like the weird, most weird ex machina. Like, it is described that there's only five cities left in the world and just desert. And out of anywhere that his mentor could have found him, it had to be this one cave. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a cave, too. It's not like he, like, sees the... It's not like there's a sign saying, Dread is here. It's like, any cave. The mentor found him there. So, you see the mentor for, like, five seconds, and Sylvester Stallone is really happy, and then it turns out he didn't actually kill all of the hillbillies, Yeah. and his mentor gets stabbed in the back. And it's a serious wound, but in... In being stabbed, like, almost full penetration of the blade, he can still give a 30-minute, like, speech about Dredd's origins. <laughs> yeah, he, he reveals some stuff about Dredd's origins, and this all, this all happens in, like, the last 15 minutes yeah. of the movie. He gives, like, his origin story really quickly, and as an audience, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still not sure what his, like... Yeah. It's very confusing. So like, is he a clone? Is he not a clone? To I my don't understand. Un- yeah. How did Rico have his DNA? To my understanding is, I think it's like a weird Metal Gear scenario. So, like, they wanted to create... The, the judges wanted to create the perfect judge. Or the council. The council, the council wanted, wanted to create the perfect yeah. judge. So they, just, they grabbed DNA from the per- most perfect subjects and created... Um, a clone or some kind of a synthetic human who is emotionless because that is what the... That is, People without emotions are capable. And is that Judge Dredd? Is that I think Dredd is supposed to be the emotionless one because that way, 
Because supposedly he was like you, the test. I think, he was the initial. I don't know test. who is the test, Rico or Judge. I know the idea behind Judge Dredd is that like because he he's emotionless, his moral compass is balanced, and so he can dispense the law like without any like you know morality or without yeah. any bias. But I don't know how Rico plays because supposedly Rico is a flawed subject because he is evil and he like he wants to cause chaos. So yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of lost. Well, it they, there. the movie doesn't really. I'm sure the comic books describe this well, and I'm yeah. sure if you did enough research, you could find out what the movie intended. But the movie does a really poor job of explaining yeah. what the hell is going on. But basically, like Dread has an evil twin brother who is wrecking shit, and, and the twin brother is Rico, who, as I described earlier, was wreaking havoc, has the giant like war machine yeah. drone thing. And I think he had the most amazing performance in the entire movie, just because like. In an instant, he could just start yelling. I don't know what accent he was doing either, but just like he'll be talking like, "Hello, how are you doing?" And then like, <laughs> just like screaming. There's the one scene where uh, where Sylvester Stallone goes on to take his brother yeah. Rico, and they're in like the cloning facility yeah. because Rico's massive big idea plan is to create a army of him. So he like starts cloning himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is after he kills the entire council, which I don't even want to get into. Yeah. He just kind of walks in with the guns, like <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anyways, so he's uh. So Sylvester Stone confronts Rico, and they and they have this awesome exchange. They have this awesome exchange. <laughs> How did you judge me? You killed innocent people. The means to an end. You started a massacre. I caused the revolution. You betrayed the law. Whoa. You killed innocent people. A means to an end. You despair the law. I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> and they just start screaming law back and forth at and each other. And slowly they just kind of lose their words. Vester Stallone is like, law. Rico's like, law. And then he's like, yeah. Like they just keep on loosening up the word law. And it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And so the movie ends pretty much after this scene. Uh, Stallone takes down Rico. They have a fight in the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, which apparently got moved into this mega city, and it ends. Well, it, it was your. I remember you made a note that like there was not much fighting happened between Rico and Judge Dredd. They had like a fist fight, but every punch they had, the cloning facility started like exploding. Like there was no like self-destruct sequence. There was no computer saying like, "Oh, malfunction." Like. Like, this whole place is falling apart. Nah, things just explode. We talked about that earlier. This movie kind of just has a tendency where things don't have to happen. They just kind of start to explode for no apparent reason. My, my favorite moment was there's a part where, um, as... Dr there's a part where Dredd and Rob Schneider are caught by, like, the judges, and they're on... They have, like, a motorbike chase. Judge Dredd just, like, jumps off his motorbike, and his motorbike just, like, hits a brick wall... But and then we cut to like a long shot, and an entire building goes down because of that one. You don't motorbike. know what powers that motorbike, man. <laughs> it was like a nine eleven. It was like looking at nine eleven again. <laughs> you don't know what powers that motorbike. Maybe it's nuclear power. Maybe it's malfunctioning. <laughs> as we were reminded eight million times. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so back to the ending. It's pretty. It, it ends abruptly. Sylvester Stallone just rides off into the distance. That's my favorite part. Is and because it's just like, someone comes out to Judge Dredd and says, like, oh, the council's been eliminated. Like, there's no, like, you know, there's no authority. There's no law. Like, you know, all, like, you know, all of our presidents or whatever, whatever our ruling people are gone. The we need to reconstruct the Constitution. We want you to be the head of our Constitution. And Judge's like, I still have a job to do. And he goes off into the sunset to dispense law. And it's like, what are you talking about? There's no <laughs> government at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it kind of just ends there. Yeah. Um, the music was was kind of 
music was all actually the, I the music, music was really cool and it kind of sounded like there was a tone it of was, the like Rocky Balboa soundtrack. Oh in yeah, there. I got that. Did you feel like it was like that mixed with like Terminator or like Starship Troopers? It was done by Alan Silvestri, who like I, I want to look him up, but like he's done a lot of great movies in the nineties. Yeah, I think he did the Batman soundtrack too, which you can kind of like feel uh, the, the um the old Batman soundtrack. Yeah, and I, you can kind of get that vibe too. The soundtrack was actually. Very good. It was very yeah. It's yeah. very good overall. What did you think of the movie? Um, I actually really liked it. Uh, this has been on my list of movie bad movies to watch for a while, and I think it really satisfied. It. I think, um, I don't know if you could enjoy it, but it was good. I actually liked it. Yeah. If you're looking for a movie with great visual effects for '95, actually, yeah. uh, with great action, not much story. Not great dialogue. Then not I mean, great dialogue at all. <laughs> then, I mean, but other than that, like it didn't take away too much. It wasn't too obvious. I was you're yeah. kind of enthralled in the action, in the explosions that they kind of have going on that yeah. you don't really notice. I'm the dialogue sucker, is. I'm a sucker for bad. world building and like set design, and this movie had that in spades. Like it was, it felt like almost like Total Recall or like Blade Runner. It like everything about the world, about this mega city world, looked really cool. Aside from the costumes, I think like every part of the movie looked really good. Yeah, and something interesting is you brought up that uh, Danny Cannon is the director of the movie. Yeah, I've never heard of him. Um, well, what's funny, and I know we mentioned uh, when we were talking about uh, Future Sport yeah. that he went on from after making this bad movie to do a lot of TV. Yeah, and same with Danny Cannon. Jesus. So Danny Cannon... So went from a $90 million budget movie to, like, TV. I mean, whatever. It, it seems <laughs> like a lot of these directors make a bad movie and then they kind of find their groove in TV because uh, Danny Cannon, uh, he's a big TV producer and director uh, with shows including Gotham, Tomorrow People. Jesus. And, so he's still working. Huh? Yeah, and the entire CSI, <laughs> like, spectrum from yeah. CSI New York to CSI Miami to the original CSI. I mean, he's still working wow. and he's big in um Seems in like the CSI, TV field, yeah. yeah. Uh and I know the director of Future Sport was still working and he yeah, had he worked on like TV, The yeah. Wired and you know. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to think about that I after guess these directors director in the 90s, yeah. you're going to end up in TV in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much uh the takeaway yeah. from <laughs> From uh, these bad movies so, so far. Fuck with a ninety million dollar budget. How did it do in the box office? Is it like at least do well? Like I so, know people talk about this movie as a legacy of bad movies. Like I know it's critically did. Bad. It critically it, reviews um, are pretty bad for the movie. Uh, looking at IMDb, Metacritic, uh, and different websites, it's pretty bad. Didn't do too well domestically, but um, but it did well. Yeah, it did well internationally. I wonder, I and feel, it, I feel it, it's just a lot of selling name. It like exceeded overseas. the budget um, by like like another thirty million. So it, I think so the budget was ninety million total. They made like hundred twenty million, you know, worldwide according to uh, Box Office Mojo. Jeez, uh, that sounds a lot. I mean, that almost sounds like a success story of the two thousand twelve Dread, even though that was made with a smaller budget. Like yeah. Dread also was a financial success in a weird way. Two thousand twelve Dread. Um, wasn't a huge financial success, uh, it was, but it was. it was a huge uh, fan success. Yeah, it was a cult. Uh, it was a cult. Yeah. It was. A, it. I don't know if it got a theatrical release. I know there was trouble there, and once people kind of found the movie, it, it started getting really, really good reviews. And I, I watched the the remake of Dread, the 2012 version, and I really liked I it. it. Well, uh, but as far as this version yeah. goes, watch or pass? What do you think? I think watch. Yeah, I I'd say watch it too. I really enjoyed. 
the overall atmosphere and what happened and there's there's a lot of funny parts and if you don't take it seriously I just love Rico's performance yeah. I just love him going 0 to 100 and Yeah if you anger. don't take the acting <laughs> too seriously and if you don't take yeah, the movie too seriously to you'll really enjoy it cuz the dialogue isn't great and it's supposed to be serious, but it's hilarious because it's so bad. Yeah, they try to take the whole, like, what is law kind of metaphor way too seriously and just ends up sounding stupid and floppy. They just shout it yeah. 20 times throughout <laughs> the movie. All right, but that's it for Like What this week. Uh, we won't have another episode till the 19th, so mm-hmm. tune in in a couple weeks, and I'll see you then. Howdy. Two wrongly convicted guys. Sitting right next to each other. You received a sentence the law required. Five years just for saving my own ass? That was a mistake. The law doesn't make mistakes.